Welcome back for episode 14 of Self-Signed Artist. Have you ever wondered why some artists seem to be on a steady train of growth and you're struggling for every bit of traction? Maybe success in the music business comes down to simply what you do consistently every day. In this episode, we'll give you five daily habits that you can develop to truly run your brand like a business. You're listening to Self-Signed Artist, the podcast that helps independent musicians run their brand like a business. Now, your hosts, Kobe Nelson and Jake Mannix. How's it going, everybody? I'm Kobe Nelson, and I'm joined by a guy who has a habit of talking in a real low voice, (laughs) Jake Mannix. Hello. Hello. (laughs) There it is. Yeah. How you been? I've been all right. I've been all right. How are you? Doing good. You had any projects this week or anything like that? Yeah, I've got I've got a couple little projects I'm working on, some files to send out. Ooh, yeah, one really cool, an artist of mine is getting, not an artist of mine, but an artist that I work with is getting a feature from a pretty big hip-hop artist, so I'm kind of excited about that. Sweet. Any any projects yourself? Yeah, I've got I've got a few uh mixes going on. Uh really this past week I've been on or past couple weeks, I've been on a bit of a self-improvement journey, I guess you could say. I mean, I've had, I've been lucky to have quite a few projects kind of roll in all at once uh, and projects kind of in a variety of areas in the industry, not even just mixing. So I was starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed and things that normally I'd kind of been on top of were all of a sudden dropping off my radar and stuff like that, which is never good. So I, I decided I wanted to kind of reel everything in my life back in, get organized and start rebuilding good habits for myself and for my business. So that's kind of what I've been working on uh, a lot this week. I don't know how you handle that kind of stuff, Jake. Do you like, I mean, do you just like use a calendar? I know you've mentioned like whiteboards and stuff like that. Do you like lay out your stuff that way? I use, I just use the calendar on my phone. I wish I had a whiteboard. Yeah. I I mean, for like calendar on my phone and stuff like that, I've tried like a bunch of things that scheduling apps, habit tracker apps, over the years. And I, I don't know, I just haven't come across something that I really enjoyed using long-term. So this past week, I decided to kind of go back to basics and go fully analog. Nice. Uh, and I just picked up a uh, planner notebook on Amazon, just like their whatever Amazon choice <laughs> planner notebook. So I'm starting to use that. And with that, I've kind of started laying out my days and scheduling time every day to work on all these projects that are coming in through the door. And then in addition to that, I've started scheduling time to build in some daily habits, which is kind of where the topic of the day comes from. Five daily habits to be exact. And I mean, these aren't new things to me. They're all kind of things that I continuously come back to year after year and try and develop. And I fall off of them and I come back to them. So this is like a continuous process. But when I'm consistent with them, I feel like I get super productive, super satisfied with my progress in my business. And then ultimately, those are the times when I see the biggest growth in my own business too. So now, I mean, I'm a mixing engineer, not an artist, but this time around while I was laying out my planner and thinking about these five daily habits, 
I sort of came to the realization that these all apply perfectly to artist careers as well. And in fact, I think a few of them probably even apply better to an artist career than to a mixing career. So I want to give you, the listeners out there today, my five daily habits in the hopes that you can apply them and find the same boost in your growth in your artist career. But I guess before we get into those habits, I want to address a thought that might pop into your head while listening to these, because this is the thought that always pops into my head when I try and circle back and, and get back into developing these habits. So I want to address it up front so that while you're listening, you aren't tempted to write any of these habits off as not possible or not practical for you. So as we're going through these, you might think, this is all great, Kobe and Jake, but I don't have time to do all of this every single day. I've got a job or I have school or... I have school and a job, or I have a family that I have to take care of. I'm swamped enough as it is. How am I supposed to add five more things to the pile that I now have to do every single day? So to start, I just want to put it out there that I am right there with you. I've thought these same things, but don't worry, because for most of them, maybe with the exception of habit number five, these are all really small, really quick things that you can do that really will end up taking up as little as an hour a day total across all of them and, and spread out across your whole day. So we're not talking about giant things that you have to tackle every day and put a ton of time into. On top of that, I think that you'll find that some of them are even well-suited for downtime that you probably already have kind of built into your day-to-day -day life, you know, while you, whatever, eat lunch or you're sitting in the waiting room at the doctor or like with habit number four, even it's something that you could do while you're driving to and from work or to and from school. So you can find time for all of these habits. And if you do, I think that you'll find that you're more productive and you feel less stressed anyways. So don't write anything off before you've tried to actually develop it. That's my disclaimer before we start. And I don't know, I think that's enough prefacing and setup for all of these habits. So I guess if you're ready, Jake, unless you have something to add to that, we can just kind of jump right into them. I say let's do it. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to list these and uh, tackle them kind of in the order that I normally tackle them in a given day. And I'll, I'll kind of explain why I do it in that order if it's relevant to the, the given habit. So let's start with habit number one, and that is handle the business end of things. Do some work on your actual business. And this is what I like to do first thing in my day of work. I'm not really a morning person. I don't know. I don't know about you, Jake. Are you a morning person? You're not a morning person? I'm not a morning person at all. I, are you serious? Yeah. I would have guessed that you were because of the running. Oh, yeah. No, I, I have to force myself to do that. <laughs> are you serious? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay. No, I'm, I'm I mean, <laughs> I can, I can wake up at like nine. That's like my natural wake up time. 
yeah, that's about me nine o'clock ish. It used to be my sleep schedule used to be very very bad, like eleven noon one. Yeah. Cl- clients are pulling <laughs> in my driveway, calling me, "Yo, I'm here." Oh man, okay, <laughs> just like give me one second. Open the door to them. But yeah, go ahead. I have I have an opinion on handling the business in the AM. Oh yeah. Okay. So go, All right. go so ahead and do it. Up. I'll explain to you why I do it that way. I guess this is completely open for, for whatever works for you. I don't feel especially creative right when I wake up in the morning. Usually, I mean, I take a while to kind of get going for the day and I'm usually not all that inspired. I really don't feel ready to like interact with other people yet or anything like that. So one of the reasons that I choose for myself to take care of business tasks first is that they're kind of solo logistical things that you can just sort of do on your own. And for me, this includes like checking and answering emails, looking over metrics from the previous day or previous week or month or whatever it is, working on budgeting and stuff like that, just pure business type activities. And lately this has been like filling in my calendar for the day or for the week and laying out the things that I want to do, writing out goals and strategies, stuff like that. Just things that really to to kind of get the ball moving for the day. Another thing if needed is this can also be a time when I clean up my work area and sort of get it set up for later. So if I have a mix or if I'm going to a studio and recording or something like that, I might get all geared together and stuff like that. Really, any task that's business or logistics related, I try to make a habit of getting that stuff out of the way first. And I don't know, I find that if I have those types of tasks done, I'm more able to be creative later. So does that line up with how you do things, Jake? Or is that completely opposite? <laughs> so it, it is. I agree. I'm I'm definitely not creative first thing in the morning. Definitely need a little bit to wake up. So I, I also in the morning respond to the texts that I get in like overnight or, you know, whatever, or the messages that I get overnight. But my problem is that it doesn't stop there. You know what I mean? Like you can't turn I, it off. Right. As I can take care of as much as I want, as far as like my use of, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think I know what you're trying to say. Like the, it sort of spills over into the creative part of the day is am I right? Hearing that any kind of part right? of the day from yeah. the moment I wake up till the second I go to sleep, like it's all day. Just people, you know, talking about mixes and scheduling and you know all that sort of stuff. Questions. So I don't know. Well, I guess there's two kind of ends of the spectrum there. There are the people who don't make time for business stuff every day. Time to actually work on their business. That's a problem. I mean, there's. Then there's the other end of the spectrum, which I think is more the problem that you're talking about, where it just takes over the entire day and you can't do the things in the day that you really, truly want to do. I think no matter what, the the idea here with this habit is that you need to tackle some business stuff every day. Mm-hmm. If it's a problem for you that it spills over into the rest of the day, I mean, that's part of the reason I put it up front. I have that time designated for business things. And if I get a text later in the day while I'm in the middle of something else, I mean, I 
sometimes, sometimes I answer it if I'm not super busy, but like if I'm working on something else, I, I'll let it go until the next morning and I'll just tackle it then. Gotcha. And, and I don't know, a, a lot of clients and everything, I prefer to communicate with clients through email rather than text just because it adds that extra like layer of, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to, I hate to say like a layer of detachment <laughs> because that sounds like it's I, just I like want to be like a little bit of separation. Yeah. It's like a boundary sort of thing, yeah. I guess. And if you're an artist, maybe that doesn't matter to you at all. I think we're coming at it from the angle of like running a, a studio business. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're an artist, it, you might be on the other end of the spectrum. You don't have a ton of people coming to you. You kind of have to make sure that you plan gotcha. the time to actually go out and do the businessy things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think for artists, it might it might be a little bit of the other side of things. But yeah, that's tip number one, habit number one, to make sure that you're scheduling some time every day to tackle the business-related things. All right, so let's move on to habit number two. And this is the next step away from handling the business tasks, I would say. And this kind of, for me, sort of goes hand in hand with it. I'll, I'll tackle some of the business solo things and then I'll move on to this habit, which is that I try to every day connect with a business contact. So I'm an introvert. It may not be readily apparent since I talk so much on a podcast, but I am not one who kind of like actively goes out and seeks interactions with other people. I hate feeling like I'm bothering somebody or interrupting. So this habit is one that's actually taken me a really long time to develop. And I still have a lot of improvement left to do there. Left to my own devices, chances are I just won't reach out to anybody and won't talk to anybody and I'll kind of curl up and do my own thing. I think this is probably what I think most people consider networking as well, which I know, Jake, you and I both kind of have like a weird connection with that word. I don't really like the term networking or like the mm. idea of networking. Would you say the same thing? Like you don't personally like it? Like you don't like to do it? I don't like to do it, but I also don't like it as a concept. So I guess what I guess what I'm trying to say is we've covered this on the podcast before. We've mentioned this in other discussions. But I think when you think of things as networking opportunities, you kind of end up approaching relationships with like the intention of getting something mm. out of them. I feel like that is kind of built in or baked into the concept of networking that you're talking to people hoping that they're going to like give you something yeah. or help you out in some way. And I think if you approach relationships with the intention of getting something out of them, they're kind of doomed to fail. Yeah. So that's something that we've talked about before. And when that happens, I mean, if, if you're going about it that way, people probably won't want to help you or even worse, they might decide that they actually don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> and that ends up kind of being like anti-networking, I guess, at that point. <laughs> So what I try and do and the way that I kind of go about this as a habit is I try and just make genuine connections with people. Like I don't reach out to somebody unless I have something actually to say to them without wanting them to say something back to me. So maybe for you as an artist out there, that could be reaching out to another artist or another band and letting them know that you really like their music. Like to me, that's a business contact 
that you've made, but you're not asking for something in return. I guess that's the truest sense of networking in my mind. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Yeah. I don't like the other sense of it. Same. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, another thing you could do, maybe it's not you're reaching out to another artist that might be like a lower level of quote unquote business, the business side of it, maybe bordering on the social side of it. You could maybe be also be reaching out to a producer and letting them know that you genuinely like their work on a specific project. Or, I mean, you could go more official with it too. That's okay. You do have to make those types of connections. Maybe you want to pitch your music to somebody connected with the music press in some way, like for some publication, if you want to, I don't know, try and pitch your music to get featured in some publication. I think that's an okay thing to do. And there you are, I guess, asking for something in return, but just go about it in a genuine way. I don't know. I could give a ton of examples. You could contact uh, a show promoter to try to get on a show or a festival. Those are all business interactions that I think you want to set aside time for every day to do. Do you think that's an important thing? Yeah, especially if you're if you're trying to get your name out there associated with other artists. That could be, you know, lead on your next feature. That could be, you know, like you were saying, a producer that you could work with or whatever. So, yeah, I definitely think it's important to make time to network. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I think as long as you're doing it in a genuine way, that's all fine. You just kind of want to avoid spamming, I guess. I guess that would be kind of the threshold in my mind for when it's not like a good time to reach out. Like if you're just reaching out and you're being like, check out my music kind of thing, or I don't know, give me a feature or whatever. (laughs) Like that's, that's kind of where it turns into spam and it's not really Mm -hmm. developing a relationship and and starting like an actual conversation. Also, one thing that I think people overlook way too often is the contacts that they already have. So when I'm saying like reach out to business contacts, I don't necessarily mean that you need to find a new business contact or a new industry person to reach out to every single day. I know in the past, I've kind of tried to do that and that's really tiring and time consuming to try and find somebody new every day to reach out to. So you can just reach out to people you already know. Like if it's been a while since you connected with somebody go find out like how they're doing and and stuff like that. That can be a business contact too. Again, you just want to be genuine and actually put some thought into it. Ultimately, I think that this can make a huge impact on your career overall. And it just takes a couple minutes to do every day. You don't have to like write a novel to all of these people that you're you're contacting, just reaching out and, and trying to connect. Uh, a genuine compliment, I think, can go a really long way in building relationships. And those may end up helping you in the end anyways. The key, I think, is just to build relationships before you talk business. And that's probably, I think, the best tip that I can give to actually make this a daily habit that's effective for you, is to approach it from a relationship standpoint. I would metaphorically put it, you have to water the flowers. And the flowers being the contacts that you already have and the water being the texts and the calls <laughs> to make everyone's career flourish. Yeah, you got to take care of take care of relationships. All right, so on to habit number three. And this habit 
takes it away from the business side of things a little bit and goes a little bit more in the direction of the social end of things, which in this business is equally important, I think. So habit number three is to engage with your followers and fans on social media every day. And to be honest, I mean, I kind of have the same feeling about the word engage or engagement Mm. um, that I do with like networking. I don't know. Do you have like any sort of like connotation with that word? Mm, No. Engagement, I just think is like how much your fans are, are paying attention to the content you put out. And in this sense that we're talking about, it's engaging with the fans that are engaging with your content. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess my reservation with the term is that it's just it's just one of those buzz terms that gets thrown around so much oh, yeah. when you're talking about social media that it, it kind of loses its meaning to me. And to me, it also kind of sounds like super clinical and robotic, like something, I don't know, an artificial intelligence would do. It's designed <laughs> to engage with the humans. You know what I mean? So what I mean when I say engage is you're just talking to people and you're trying to be social. We're talking about social media. That's the goal there, to just connect with people and be social. And for some people, this is really natural and they already do this automatically. So I guess this habit may not be something that you have to focus on if that's you, if you're just naturally good at going out, connecting with people, talking on social media, responding to comments and stuff like that. Like I already said, I'm an introvert. So for me, it's actually necessary to plan time for this and to do it consciously. And it's one of the things that I dropped the ball on big time over the last few weeks when I got busy. And even over the last few months with quarantine, I kind of like dropped off social media a little bit. If people would comment on something, I wasn't like, commenting back and stuff like that. So that's something I always have to kind of actively reel myself in on. So just like with emails, I schedule a time to go on Instagram or whatever platform. Instagram's the main one that I'm on and respond to comments, maybe send a DM to thank somebody for shouting out a project we did together or whatever. For you as an artist, that could be anything. Thank a fan for being a fan, for being a follower, (laughs) for I don't know, putting your music in one of their videos, whatever it is, just connect with people and schedule a time to do that. Schedule a time to be social. And I don't know, now that I'm saying that, that sounds stupid. You have to like schedule little Tommy for a play date to go make friends or (laughs) or something. But the point is that you do what you've got to do to make this happen every single day. If I don't schedule it, chances are it won't happen. And that's what happened for me over the last few weeks and months, I guess. Do you do that, Jake, like with social media and stuff? Do you actually like actively plan any of that, like responding to comments? Or is it kind of just like a go with the flow sort of thing? If a comment pops up and it catches your attention, you'll respond. No, I'll probably, I'll respond to everybody, but I'm not super diligent about it. I'm not going to like immediately respond when they comment, you know what I mean? But I do think it's important to, you know, reply to them and engage with them and not just say, oh, thank you. Like, <laughs> you guys have been the best crowd this whole tour. Like, don't lie yeah. to them. <laughs> right, um, yeah. You know, like Kobe said, if it's a fan reaching out, say thanks and, like, talk to them. Talk to the human being. They're probably cool. Yeah. I mean, one of these days we'll have to do an episode about, like, all the individual social media platforms. But across the board, 
I'd say that people follow you as an artist or a band for the actual social content, not even for your music, which I think is kind of counterintuitive to a lot of musicians who are, are, are posting up stuff on these social media platforms. Like, for example, there are a ton of artists that I love who have amazing music, but I don't follow them on social media. Because, I, I mean, for me, I follow people who post interesting or entertaining things or just beautiful photos and videos. Mm -hmm. And it's really about that type of content, the photo and the video content. And I follow people who interact with their audience and are kind of playful with social media. They post funny stuff that I like to see. I don't follow people on Instagram to listen to a snippet of their new song or to watch a section of their music video. And that's what I see a lot of artists out there and bands doing is they're just posting music stuff, like snippets of their songs over a photo and uh, a section of their music video. And I don't know, I don't even go on social media to find new artists a lot of the time. Maybe other people use it that way. But for that, I use things like Spotify or even YouTube before I reach for something like Instagram. And that kind of brings me to the second part of this habit that I think is going to be important to a lot of people. So maybe if if you're thinking, as we're saying this, like to engage with people, respond to comments, maybe you're thinking, I don't get any comments to respond to. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can kind of live in that category a lot of the time. Uh, or maybe you're thinking, I just don't have enough followers. Then I would say to use this habit time of social media to try to actually develop some more engaging content. Don't just go for the safe stuff of like posting your song, posting your music video, actually work to make things that people are going to respond to on a social level. So stop just posting song clips, clips of the music video, or even like your band photography. You see a lot of that. Or like we what we mentioned a couple episodes ago, just like show posters or tour calendars and stuff like that. Actually put some thought into posting entertaining content or behind the scenes content. That's one of the reasons that I follow people on social media, like Instagram, to see what actually goes on behind the scenes. I don't need to see all of the same like publicity kind of stuff that that people are all putting out there all over the place. I want to see something that I, I can actually like connect with and, and talk about. So if they can talk about it or even better share it, then you can talk back to them about it does that make sense yeah it's hard that's not an easy thing to do i would say i feel like everyone uses instagram for for different reasons though well i mean i'm not saying that you can't ever post a snippet of your song or anything about anything that you release instagram obviously is a great way to announce that you're releasing something to kind of raise awareness about new music that you have coming out or a new video that you've got coming out or a tour that you have that you're going on what I'm saying is that that's not the primary function of social media overall. Social media is about connecting with your fans. So you can post those types of things, but you also want to post stuff that is engaging, that's going to get a reaction out of your fans. And, and like I said, some of those things could be music videos and stuff like that. That can get a reaction out of people. But I think you want to just lean away from doing just that, especially, mm. I would say, if you're not getting engagement, if you're not getting comments and you're not getting people responding to what you're posting, try moving away from some of that. So this is kind of like a side tip. I guess we're getting a little bit on a tangent there. But yeah, does that does that make sense? I don't I don't want to say that you can't do Yeah, yeah, I got you. 
any of that stuff. <laughs> and this is a constant moving target for me on social media. I try and post things that are interesting and not just advertisements for myself or for my business. And those are the posts I think that end up getting the best reach and the best response anyways. So, I mean, I'm a mixing engineer. That's not the most interesting thing to most people on Instagram, I would say. <laughs> maybe to musicians, maybe just to other mix engineers. <laughs> but I think as an artist or a band, you actually have it a little bit easier there because people want to see your process. They want to see your life. They want to kind of get a taste of your personality. So that's all I'm trying to say. Give them those things on social media, and then you'll have somebody to actually engage with. So that was sort of a big, long path that we just went down. So to summarize, <laughs> habit point number three, respond to your followers, be social. And if you don't have enough to respond to, make more content that will elicit a comment or be shareable. I guess we can kind of wrap it all up like that. Nice. And even just 15 minutes a day while you're eating lunch or waiting for an appointment can be the perfect time to do this. So just add that into your daily schedule and make it a habit. Hey man, go ahead and leave a five-star review, okay? All right, so on to habit number four, and that is to educate yourself. This one's big because this habit affects every single one of the other habits, as well as pretty much everything else that you do in your career. So I think it's super important to have as part of your daily routine. And, and maybe I'm preaching to the choir here a little bit because this is one thing that you might not need to hear. You're here after all listening to this podcast right now and educating yourself on habits for growth and success. I mean, that's great. Do something like this every day is the point. We unfortunately don't have daily episodes for you to listen to because we both do other things. So you could you could also start listening to other podcasts about songwriting or production. You could analyze another artist's music that you love. That's something that I've spent a lot of time doing, analyzing mixes and stuff like that. You could break down another artist's branding, just kind of take a look through their social media or their website and try and, and break down what they're going for with their branding. And then if you want to take it a step further, maybe you could take an online course about something related to your music or to your business. I think just consciously exploring and listening to new music can be a form of education as well, though. So just kind of mix it up and try and, and better your craft through self-education. Do you spend time doing that at all, Jake? Do you like try and break apart songs to deconstruct them? Um, unfortunately, I feel like, I don't know, the, the music I listen to doesn't really call for that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> most of the music I listen to, it, no, no. But when I do, when I do find like a really interesting album, I will put headphones on and like, I won't look at my cell phone or anything. I'll close my eyes, just put my headphones in and break it apart like that and listen and it's actually taught me a lot. Um, one EP that taught me a lot about, because I never, ever listen to music in headphones unless it's like that. But there's this EP by this, I don't even know what it is. I think it's just a producer. I mean, his name is The Code, and his EP is called Mercury. 
if you listen to that from front to back with headphones in or like earbuds in, it's really crazy. Like the sound design that's going on in the, I don't know. It's just, it's just wild. So it's, mm. it's inspired me and it's it kind of educated me on how different sounds act different ways when played on different mediums. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I can also say I'm an advocate for educating yourself because I mean, I educated myself enough to have my job. You know what I mean? So true. Yeah. That's a <laughs> a perfect example right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I would say the same thing for myself. I mean, I went, went to school for audio and stuff like that, but I think one of the best things that I ever did for myself was starting to self-educate even after all the school and everything. Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to start my own business, but I was, you know, full of excuses and reasons why I couldn't do it yet. Like I didn't have, I don't know, people surrounding me like a manager or like a business minded partner to go into business with, or even just like as simple as I didn't know what steps I needed to take to start a business. And then I kind of flipped that thought and that thought loop, I guess, upside down and and started seeking out information and learning how to rely on myself and not wait for other people to you know, present me with opportunities. So I started reading about business and entrepreneurship and mindset, negotiation, perseverance. So like there, I've, if you go through like my Audible account, (laughs) uh, not sponsored by Audible, (laughs) if you go through like my Audible account, there's just tons of books about that type of stuff. So I went on like a kick for like a couple years, just really trying to figure that stuff all out and trying to start my business at the same time. And I would say this podcast probably wouldn't have ever come up as an idea for me if I hadn't done those things and gone into self-education as much as I did. So if I hadn't taken the time to form a habit of educating myself, we might not be here. So nice for what it's worth. Yeah. Out of all the habits that we're giving you today, I think that this one has one of the lowest barriers as far as time commitment, even though it's one of the things that actually takes the most time. So I'll explain what I mean by that. (laughs) You can educate yourself pretty much all the time during the day. It's one of the only habits that you could take care of during your commute, driving to work or to school, like listening to a podcast or listening to an audiobook. You can do it on a run or at the gym Or you can kind of just do it while you're sitting on the couch in the evening instead of maybe choosing to watch Netflix, something like that instead. Just read something. And you don't have to go super, super crazy for it to be useful to you. But you should make a habit of educating yourself on something involving your music career every single day. And if you do, I think you'll see big benefits in your growth from it. And finally, let's move on to habit number This one may come as a disappointment to you when you first hear it because it sounds obvious. You've probably heard somebody say it to you before, but we need to say it again because it's maybe the most important thing that you can do to have a successful career in music. And that is make music every day. Every day single dingle day you need to make some music i'm sure you've heard that before jake have you heard somebody say that before make music every day yeah like as a piece of advice for 
upping your music career. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it's something that we hear all the time. And we all know that this is essential deep down, I think. But it can be a hard thing to keep up with. I know for myself personally, I've had a lot of trouble with keeping up with making music every single day. And it's something I kind of beat myself up about because, you know, like, I love music. I love doing this activity (laughs) for myself, creating music, mixing, whatever it is. So why can't I, like, find the motivation to do it? Do you have, I mean, we've talked about this before. You've had the same stuff, I'm sure, right? (laughs) Yeah. I I wish I could, I wish I could write every day. I mean, I, I can write every day. I wish I would write every day. Right. So I think that's kind of the key is that, I mean, creativity takes energy. Practice takes energy. Rehearsal takes energy. But at the end of the day, if you want this to be your career, I think you need to make it a habit first. So when we say like, I wish that I could do it every day, or I wish that I would do it every day. That's really why I think that this habit point is important, even though we've all heard it so many times, is that you need to actually make it a true habit. If it isn't somewhat automatic, then you haven't made it a habit yet, and it won't work for you as a career. Maybe that maybe that's harsh. Maybe that's not true completely, but but I think overall that idea is the truth. Like if if you can't get yourself to do the thing that you love every day, then it's going to be hard to like take that all the way that you could take it. In some ways, I think that making music should be like brushing your teeth. If you go to bed at the end of the night without having done it, it should feel a little gross. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good way to think of it. Like it shouldn't be like comfortable to go to bed having not done a little bit of music. Mm. And this is kind of the center point of your career that we're talking about here. So It's the reason that you do any of the other habits in the first place that we talked about. We just went through four other things that you could be building into your routine every single day. Why would you do any of those things if it wasn't for music? So it's it's the thing that all of this actually orbits around. It's the thing that you actually love. So do it. Make it a habit. Make it an addiction. Maybe you don't want to go too, too far with it, but... (laughs) Keep nicotine patches at your desk. (laughs) become addicted to your desk (laughs) so for me it's like just sitting down at my desk actually is one of the big things that helps me start doing things that's Mm. like one of the things that we talked about in the episode about just starting you're not going to be inspired all the time inspiration can sometimes be hard to come by especially when there's any level of pressure involved i think like even if it's pressure you're putting on yourself would you agree with that jake like is does pressure affect how much you're inspired would you say or is it kind of just a hard to come by thing period yeah if i can just relax by but like by myself and not even by myself like even with i put the pressure on myself if i don't put the pressure on myself it's golden if i start putting pressure on myself i I might as well just pack up for the day yeah so i i think that's maybe the key what you just said right there for actually making this a habit that is beneficial to you is don't put pressure on yourself to make music every day. I know I kind of, I'm contradicting what I just said a little bit or, okay, how about this? I'll turn it around a little bit. I'll say, don't put pressure on yourself to make something good. There it is. Every single day. Does that make more sense? Is that more helpful? Maybe I'm saying that not everything that you create has to be good. You just have to create something. There it doesn't have to be Grammy worthy. 
And sometimes I think you just kind of need to get the bad ideas out when you're songwriting, for example. Or if you're practicing, maybe maybe you just need to get like the clumsiness out of your fingers. Or if you're rehearsing, maybe you need to get the awkwardness out, like when you're talking to an audience and stuff like that, like we talked about a couple episodes ago. Mm. Those are things that are maybe don't feel that productive when you're doing them, but that's still making music every single day. That's still bettering yourself through making that music every ding, every single, not going to say every dingle day. Every dingle day. <laughs> now that I said that once. So yeah, do it every single day, whether it's good or bad. You don't have to keep anything you do. Just do it. Anything, is there anything that works for you to kind of just get yourself to sit down and start and make something? Making the time for it. Making the time for it. That's a big one. Because I, I have a pretty, I run my studio from my house and it's in a basement with no windows and it's summertime right now. So I have a pretty, a pretty hard stop at 8 p.m. to leave my basement. And since I've been working and been getting work through coronavirus, it's, it's been tough for me to find time to work. And at the beginning of quarantine, I didn't want to work at all. Like I didn't want to write. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just just making sure you have the time for it and then doing whatever it takes to feel cool and comfortable. And not every song has to be a hit. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I, I'm 100% with you on the making time for it piece of all of that because we're like we're all busy. We're all doing stuff. I mean, maybe you're lucky enough that making music and doing the artist thing or the band thing is your full-time job. But a lot of for a lot of us, that's not the full picture. And it's if you don't set time aside to do something creative, I think it's really easy to have other things kind of take over that time. And then you just end up not doing anything. So put it actually in your schedule, write it down as an appointment for yourself, and then don't worry about what comes out of it. If nothing comes out of it, fine. At least you're you're still kind of getting those ideas out there and stuff like that. All right, so that is all five of the habits that I've been trying to develop for myself and that I think are going to help you all out there listening to this really up your growth in your own business as an artist or as a band. So just want to really quickly take a moment to summarize all of those things. Or Jake, do you want to summarize it? Yeah, let's summarize it. So to summarize, habit number one, take care of business. Make the time for it. Take care of it. Whether it's the first thing you do or the last thing you do, just make time to take care of the business and get it done. Habit number two, connect with a business contact every single day. Reach out to someone in your circle or someone just outside your circle, we just reach out to someone. Reach out to <laughs> someone that you have their contact who's in the same business you are. Reach out to a business contact every day. Habit number three, connect with your followers and your fans on social media. Post more often, post more quality content, put some effort into it for the people that are supporting you. If people comment on your stuff, you're not too cool to say anything back. Message them back. They took the time out of their day to interact with your post or message mm-hmm. you or whatever. Say what's up. 
they could potentially turn into more fans for you if they drag their friends to one of your shows or make them listen to your music on a car ride or something. Mm, true. You know, they are your bread and butter, if you will. <laughs> Habit number four is educate yourself because if you don't, who will? You know, <laughs> I think it's safe to say that most people in our industry would not have a job if it weren't for some level of self-education. Yeah, whether it's a podcast, a YouTube video, whatever, mix with the masters, you're, you ask me or Kobe, I don't know. <laughs> Educate yourself, Google something. And habit number five, you know it, you love it, make music every day. Yep. Put the pen to the pad, to the paper, and just start doing it, even if it's bad. Put the pick to the string. Mm-hmm. Stick to skin. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> All right, yeah, so that's all five of the habits that you can start developing right now to grow faster and to be more successful in your artist career. So go start figuring out how you can put all these into practice. It's not always easy. Like we said, we're all kind of busy. You have to schedule the time for everything. So where can you fit them into your day-to-day life? You don't have to follow my order uh, and start with the business first thing in the morning or anything like that. Do it however it works best for you. And if it helps, get yourself a planner like I did. Or if you you like the apps better, download a habit tracker app or something like that. But however you get them done, just do them every day and you'll see growth. That's actually something that I can promise you. If you actually do these every day, you will see growth. I don't get to say that a lot (laughs) for, for things that we talk about on the podcast because Things are so fluid, but these are in your control. So this is stuff that you can actually have an effect that you know will will pay off in the end. All right, so if you like this episode and you haven't already, go leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you have a friend who needs to develop these habits that you know of, let them know about this episode and this podcast in general and, you know, just pass it along. And we thank you so much for your help and support in growing this podcast because it it takes a lot of work planning and everything to to make all these episodes. So when you share or leave feedback, it's always very much appreciated. So thank you. Also go ahead to the self-signed community on Facebook and share which of these habits you already follow and how you're working on developing more. We want to hear about your successes and also about your struggles and see if we can help more. And if as a community, we can all help each other out to collectively grow. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. And we'll catch you in the next episode of Self-Signed Artist. Peace.